0: Welcome to the Grow Bold with Disability podcast brought to you by Care, a podcast dedicated to smashing stereotypes and talking about the things people with disability care about most to help us live bolder, healthier, better connected lives. I'm journalist Pete
1: Timms and I'm Tristram Peters. I work for Disability Service Directory Clickability and am a wheelchair user living with spinal muscular atrophy.
0: Today's episode of Grow Bold with Disability is Growing Bold and Raising Kids with Disabilities and Additional Needs. And our guests are the hosts of the hugely successful Two Peas in a Podcast series, Kate Jones and Mandy Hose. In this episode, we'll hear how these two mothers from Victoria came together to find a voice in the silent world of parenting multiples with disabilities and additional needs. And in doing so, they have started their very own revolution. Kate and Mandy, welcome to Grow Bowl with Disability.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We've been waiting for this one, haven't we, Tris? We have indeed.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, we've been homeschooling, so we've pushed a lot of people aside while we've had to be a year eight coordinator and principal of our schools. And principal, <laughs> yes.
0: And has anyone been on detention or anything?
1: Or...
2: A few times. Me. I put myself in detention in the
3: yeah, car. Please many send times.
2: me to my room.
1: <laughs> oh, it's an uh, amazing effort yeah, all the parents out there doing such great work i mean i'd love to take us back in time to start yep. with and uh you both have twins very close in age they're all 14 yes. um yep. kate when you were told your very first scan that the boys weren't going to make it and you need to turn yep. like, it must have been such a hard thing to comprehend um how, how'd you feel at the time
2: um i think i was devastated I was just completely – and shell-shocked because I'd had three other children. I'd had miscarriages, so I know things could go wrong with pregnancy, but I'd never crossed my mind that I would have twins and have that brief moment of shock and excitement that I was having them and then to be told that they were going to be taken away all within 10 minutes, yeah.
0: Mm. Now, Mandy, you, you were similar – as obviously, the kids are similar age, so you were pregnant at the same yeah. time. You guys didn't know each other at this stage. No. And this was your first pregnancy –
3: Yes, it was.
0: You had a pretty normal uh, pregnancy yeah, up until my, a certain stage, didn't you?
3: my girls were fraternal, so there is you know, a little bit less risk with that, their own placentas, their own sacks of fluid. Um, and yes, look, it wasn't easy, but um, I, there was nothing flagged. And then I just went into spontaneous labor at 31 weeks.
0: Which is pretty darn early. So, what, what, what was going through your mind when this happened? It sort of just kicked in in the middle of the night, did it?
3: Yeah, it was. I was just went to bed. We'd been out with friends, and my waters broke at about midnight. And then we made the trip to the hospital, and I was just devastated because I just knew this wasn't going. This wasn't what we what we hoped for, and I was scared, very, very scared.
1: Absolutely, and your girls have cerebral palsy what what does that mean exactly
3: uh they both have a hemiplegia which is you know there's different types of cerebral palsy so a hemiplegia affects one side of their body so my one of my twins has a right hemiplegia and the other one has a left and my daughter with the right hemiplegia is really affected around her whole right side of her body and my daughter with the left is mainly just her leg so you know as You know, cerebral palsy is a wide, wide spectrum. So for my girls, Mm. they have hemiplegias.
0: When did you realize that the girls had cerebral palsy? Uh,
3: Well, uh, my first daughter, one of the twins, um, I mean, I always worried about her from the minute she was born. She was the littlest. Mm -hmm. She had more time in NICU. Um, And I was, you know, suspecting around about four months old, but it wasn't until she was eight months corrected that we went to the maternal and child health nurse. And I said, something is going on because I have a twin here who's doing rolling and sitting and using two hands Mm -hmm. and and she's not. So that's when we started the journey of a diagnosis.
1: And Kate, conversely, you have three older kids and then the twins came along with additional needs. You mentioned being devastated. How did it impact the family?
2: Well, I mean, there was the shock of thinking that the pregnancy wasn't going to um, result in live babies. Then we managed the joy of having live babies. Um, They were born at 33 weeks, which is a little bit further along than Mandy's. Um, And we had a different journey because we knew that there probably would be a couple of issues, we were watching for things, um, but I would say the impact on the family <laughs> was a tsunami and um, our family is completely different.
0: <laughs> so what did the older kids, I mean, you, you've got five kids, so there's three older yep. kids. What was it like for them? I mean, it's pretty hard for little ones to understand mm. that there's something go, something's gone wrong with their sibling.
2: Mm. Um, well, this is the most amazing thing about children. And if we could all be like children, the world would be a better place. They just take things in their stride and they accept things and they probably don't obsess about it as much as adults do. So whilst they knew that it was scary that the boys may not be born and they were worried about that, um, once the boys were here, that's just who they were. So, you know, there's really, hasn't been that much more discussion, I mean, once school came along and things got a bit tricky, we discussed more mm. things. But, yeah, for them, this is just their brothers who have a – can we swear on this podcast? Go, <laughs> go for have, go. <laughs> I was going to say, they have a shit ton of energy. And so, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you, you mentioned there that, uh, that two very different paths that both of you have taken. How did you mm. converge? How did you guys meet?
2: Well, we met um, – there's an Australian Multiple Birth Association. So we met sort of through them. They had an online group before internet stuff was cool, before Tinder, <laughs> before Facebook. It was Tinder. very cool in its own right. <laughs> Who, it was...
0: Who's got time for Tinder? <laughs> I
2: don't know. So We're we sort of met lonely. like Tinder for months. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh. and we, we – Went to a dinner, which and and we met each other, and then the rest is history, really. Yeah. Mandy,
0: what drew you together?
3: Well, I think we, I I, I was trying to find people that had had prem twins, so that was a challenge for me because I couldn't mm-hmm. quite um, relate to people who were having their twins at term so on time and so whenever I'd be in a group with twin mums I was trying to find my people and so once I met Kate and heard her story and heard how difficult the pregnancy had been and even though that was different to mine I recognized that pain and I just I don't know we just hit it off and we laughed and we had a, a lovely group of friends as well but we laughed and we had lots in common and um and also lots not in common but um, we lived five minutes away from each other. That helped. And um, yeah, we just got now along. You say
0: you laughed. You say you laughed. Yeah. Did you cry a lot as well?
3: Yes. Yes. Heaps. Heaps. Yep. So
0: was that part of like a therapy as well? Someone who could understand where you're actually coming from, like deep down, not just on a surface level?
3: Yes. And also that ability to be able to say whatever you want to a person. So mm. for me to be able to say yeah. to Kate, Anything, I anything that was on my heart, I could say to her, and she would just accept me and listen and never judge. Um, that's a gift.
2: Yeah, it mm-hmm. is a gift. We're really, really lucky.
1: I always know that um, myself being a power chair user, I never feel quite comfortable talking to others that haven't gone through the same experience with me. when I meet mm. a mate, there's another power to use. There's something deeply powerful and empowering about sharing the yep. stories with them. It's very much the same yes. for you guys.
2: Yes. It is. And I think when we started the podcast, we, were, it was probably therapy for ourselves and an yes. Australian voice, but we had no idea that there would be this huge connection with people Even outside of the twin world, outside of the disability world, outside of additional needs, there's just, I don't know what it is, but I think, I don't know, it's just being raw and honest and sharing your truth and sometimes life isn't perfect. Um, People just love it.
0: Yeah, and you're not not pretending. People like to have this big plastic-coated world that's on Instagram and Facebook and everything's great oh, and yeah. I'm on a holiday every second week, whereas no. you guys are just, you know, you say that how it is. Now, before we get yeah. into talking about the podcast, I yep. wanted to just bring up this point. Now, you're both raised Christians. Pretty man yes. I, I think, was pretty <laughs> hardcore. Um, no, that but, was Kate.
2: Oh, so it was, was Kate. Kate. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> why um, people get us mixed up all the time. Oh, yeah. funny that
0: <laughs> you're like two peas in a pot. Anyway, but you, you both have sort of you both lost your faith faith after mm-hmm. the children were born at different stages. You know, after the children mm. were born, was that something that you bonded over as well?
2: Yes, hugely. I think Mandy's my only friend who's been through that for a similar reason, and I think mm. that kept bringing us back together because when you are raised in a faith community and you leave it, it's a huge sense of loss. Mm. It's like moving countries and starting all over again. So and we had this person that was going through it at the same time. It was just unbelievable
3: to me to find someone who had twins, had them prem, was worrying about the development, was leaving the church, lived five minutes from my house, yeah. was <laughs> nearly as funny as me.
0: It's almost like almost like God put her there. Well, you won't be uh, you the know.
3: first person who said that. <laughs> no, nor about the podcast coming about. So we yeah. you
0: know. yeah. <laughs> So what it's... was it about? Like, what was it about the the Christian churches or whatever you were involved in that you needed that you wanted to break away from them after all these years of like growing up in them?
3: I just was sad. I was sad. I was sad from my girls having to suffer. And, um, and probably you should be able to go to a church and feel sad. And no one stopped me from feeling sad. Um, and people loved me through all of it. And that's why it was painful to leave, but I just couldn't reconcile what I was witnessing my children suffering and I just couldn't work it out. So, you know, it's nothing sinister. People Mm. tried their very best. I I just, and also I was really tired. (sighs) And so going to church all the time takes a lot of energy. Yeah, So, you know, it was just (laughs) even practicality. I was really tired and worn out and I was very busy doing therapies and operations and my world was very different to Mandy before having babies.
0: So, Kate, what was it for you bailing on the church?
2: Yeah, so mine was a bit different. Um, I actually was having a scan. And all of my scans were at a beautiful private practice in um, one of Melbourne's very leafy suburbs. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'd have to go to the big Monash Medical Centre and sit with all the other high-risk pregnancies. And I remember having the scan and looking at all these women and no one talks in there. There's no chat about why you're there because we all don't know if there's going to be a heartbeat when we go into the next room. So there's no banter. Mm. And I remember coming home and crying in the shower and had this real clear thought, is God only going to save my babies because I'm a Christian and I've asked, is he not going to save those other babies? And then I thought, I can't have a God in my life that only helps people who ask him. Because as a parent mm. or as a human, if you see someone fall over, you just go and help them up. You do not They don't have to ask you. Um, mm. And I just... It flipped my view on God. So I'm not saying there's no God, but I'm saying mm. that sort of a God can't exist for me. and it's not because my children have um, additional needs or diagnoses or struggle at school. I don't have I don't have any blame or anything. I just can't reconcile. Um, yeah, so that's that's what it mm. was.
1: And all these um, different aspects that you've bonded over, let's now talk about the podcast. Two Ps in a podcast. Mm. Where did the idea itself come from?
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, Mandy and I are big podcast listeners. We consume a lot. We would go out for dinner and then we'd say, you know, we could do a podcast. And then um, we'd leave it at that. And then one day we said, all right, let's do it. And we did. The
0: technical side of it, let's not get too deep in it, but, you know, if someone's, a lot of people do that, they sit at the dinner party and say, we should do our own podcast. How hard is it to do?
2: Well, I'm really lucky because my son does it all. Yes, that's (laughs) right. So,
3: without our sound engineer, impossible. So, I'm very thankful to him. Yep.
0: So, that's all you need is a son who's pretty technical and a room.
3: Yep. Yep, that's it. Yep. And I, I don't even have the sun. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Use someone else's sun.
3: <laughs> I just can't believe that I can come and sit down and talk. And I'm just so thankful because it's easy for me.
0: And how much planning goes into each episode?
2: Well, some of us do more planning than others, <laughs> may I say.
0: Oh, <laughs> is that right? Cake
1: taking cake, cake, <laughs> <cakey> fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think it's fair. I think it's fair. (laughs) Do you you carry a (laughs) cape?
2: Look, someone has to carry it, don't they?
3: (laughs) We have other people, like like, for our first episode, I asked a whole lot of my friends to write to us about what should we call the podcast? What are the names? And so we've got, you know, in the beginning we had lots of people coming in, sort of helping us get it started. And then we just decided yeah. to just talk about our journey and we broke episodes down into the pregnancy, the birth, the time in NICU, mm-hmm. the time in special care, the time they're home, the first year of school, all those sorts of things. And then in between yep. that we brought in um, our friends. So I, mm-hmm. I just love the fact that we're getting people who people have never heard of before telling their stories mm. so i'm really proud of that
1: right and you spoke about the potential names of the podcast there one of my favorites <laughs> mm-hmm. is i'm so fucking over this which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how often do you feel that how, how powerful is it just to say that that phrase well it, it, you know it could be every
3: day just depending on and that's normal parenting too but sometimes I'm fucking over speaking to physios or surgeons or, you know, health professionals or teachers or, you know, all. It's not just about the children. It's just sometimes the outer
2: pressures as well, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And being oh, over yeah. other people's perceptions of what my children's abilities are. And um, hmm. that really gets my goat. <laughs> like, and I'm just over it. I'm over what other people think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Now, actually, there was another one in there that was a suggestion that I was listening to in one of your podcasts, just a healthy baby. Now, Mm. why did that phrase originally resonate with you guys? What is that such a big phrase?
2: Well, I think when people say, do you want a boy or a girl when you're pregnant, the politically correct thing to say is, oh, I just want a healthy baby. Mm. And then where does that leave, you know, the one in – almost five of Australians by the time you get to 60 or whatever that has a disability. You know, how does that make you feel as a parent when your child who's amazing and the most awesome human you've ever met isn't clinically defined as healthy or other people wouldn't think they were healthy. Um, So I found it really, I find it hurtful and confronting because I think really the goal is to have a child that's kind or a child that brings joy or a child that, you know, makes you laugh. And so, you know, who's to say what healthy is or what normal is? I I, I don't like it. I don't, that's just me, but I don't like it. No, fair enough. It yeah. used to, when I heard it, it
3: used to kind of stab me in the heart because I'd be like, ah, so you think you don't want a family like mine. And mm. I love my girls more than my whole heart. <laughs> And so, Mm. we it's just if you had if you haven't experienced that stab in the heart of someone saying that to you, then you would never think anything of it. So, when we brought that episode up, that resonated. People were like, wow, I've never thought of
0: that. Very powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In terms of delivering those truths, um, they're so important to breaking down stereotypes and changing perceptions. Is there anything Mm. off limits in the podcast? Anything that you don't table?
0: Well, that's dangerous. Well, um,
1: you can tell us now. Even if I think our...
2: <laughs> sure, go, sure. Kate. Uh, yeah,
3: sure, okay.
2: Uh, look, we don't use our children's names because we're very mm. aware that um, they have a story to tell as well, not just like I'm, I'm telling my story, but that's not their story, if you know what I mean. Mm. So that's off limits for me. And for me, I don't talk about all of the diagnoses that my twins have. Because some of those diagnoses, they're they're not willing to share yet. So, and I think it actually doesn't matter. You just they're just not neurotypical. So that's mm. enough. Like it's not not really anybody's business. That's their journey when they want to um, tell that story. And I think we probably don't really go into our sex lives, do we, Mandy? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I don't try- not yet. I
3: don't really- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the 100th episode.
0: <laughs> you were mentioning Tinder for mums earlier. So.
3: <laughs> but truly, I don't really want to talk about my marriage because I think that's mm. also um, someone else's story to tell. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't tend, other than telling funny anecdotes, that's sort of mm-hmm. about it. But, and that can be a really big one. Um, you know, statistics are mm-hmm. high in relationship breakdowns. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just sensitive about that.
0: Yep, yeah. Fair enough. Now, Kate, you mentioned the kids. How aware are they of the podcast? Are they sort of, I'm sure they probably don't listen to it, but do they no, think they it's don't. kind of what mum's doing? Are they, is it cool? Is that sort of thing? Or is it, you're not cool anymore?
2: Well, this is the joy of children that aren't neurotypical. So my boys think super cool. They love it. Oh, they're all yeah. about it, you know. Um, so they they don't listen because they're not into it. It's not their thing. Um, yeah. But they can one day maybe. Um, mm. But they're not. Yeah, they love it. They think it's great. They think it was amazing that we were on the project. Um, we've got to meet some really cool people, and they are really, they really love it. And um, yeah, but for the most part, you know, they just go about their lives, and they don't really care what I do. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, Mandy, what about yeah. the girls?
2: Uh, yep. Yeah, so my um,
3: one of my twins also has an intellectual disability. So, mm-hmm. and we call her Molly on the podcast. She loves it, and anytime I'm in the car, she makes me put it on she is super proud um her other twin my other daughter is a little bit more cautious she's nearly 15 so i'm super daggy embarrassing so Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. she she hits me with some hard truths sometimes she's like do you you listen to your own podcast again i think you're a narcissist (laughs) she, <laughs> uh, she's awesome and um, so I'm okay with that. And my nine-year-old absolutely loves it and has been on a couple of times talking about being a sibling. So, yep, mm. overall, apart from one daughter who's nearly 15 and pretty, like I, I think they're meant
1: to not really like me, I think it's all Yeah, good. fair
0: enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad.
1: Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> and in, in terms of love for this podcast, it's not just – Um, in the multiples with disability groups it's doctors and professors and teachers and nurses that we've touched on why why do you think this is why is it resonating so strongly even amongst um, those industry professionals
2: we don't know it's the astonishment (laughs) but then I think maybe it's because when you are a patient or a parent of a patient you're too vulnerable to speak your truths when a doctor says a real yeah. asshole thing to you
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: and when you're a parent you have to be with that teacher for the whole year and when you have a child <laughs> with additional needs or um, disabilities you're advocating all the time so you have mm-hmm. to be careful what yep. you say Mandy mm-hmm. and I don't have to be careful because we're not directing it at anyone so Those people are hearing it without a judgment, which sounds weird, Mm. but we get constant emails from them saying, oh, this is just life-changing and can you come and talk to my group? Mandy and I recorded a podcast for a group of um, paediatric students. You know, like I'm Mm. amazed because – You know, both Mandy and I hold diplomas. We're not really um, (laughs) double degree chicks. Learned. (laughs) We're not learned ladies. We're not learned. No. So we're surprised people want to listen, but they do.
0: Yeah, I kind of, they're hearing, as you say, they're kind of like they're hearing the home truths, but it's not offensive for them. They go, oh, I didn't realise it comes across that way. Because they kind of, I guess, you're a patient, but you're just kind of like a client coming through the door and then an hour later, the next one comes through for them.
3: Mm, and mm. I think when we start off from having babies prematurely, there's this, um, I mean, I felt it, I don't know if all prem mums feel it, but when I wasn't, if I wasn't being nice to the nurses, I was scared that they would be mean to the babies, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. But I, yep. there's just that funny feeling. So you start parenting that way it kind of stays with you for a long time. So sometimes yeah. we do have to be polite because, yeah, we've, we're in a long-term engagement with some of these people. Mm. You know, our surgeon we've had for eight years at the Royal Children's. So that's mm. a pediatrician until they're 18. I mean, you've got to be alongside
2: them.
0: So as, as Trish said, that it's been hugely successful, the podcast. What's next for our two old peas in a pod? Is there any um, <laughs> book deals, TV shows, yes. your own radio show? What's happening?
3: Oh, imagine. Well, Well, the pandemic ruined our live shows because we had... Yes, the tour
0: had just started, hadn't it?
2: Yes. Mm. So, anyway, that's okay. We'll get back out there. And we will. And we did have a lot of speaking engagements that have all been... I've just taken the calendar off the wall. Um, Yeah. So... But we are writing a book, so you know. Yep. If you'd like to be in the book, let us know. Yeah. I'm, no,
0: amazing. I want to read the book though. When? What? How? Halfway through at the moment. When can we expect oh, it?
2: No, mate. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> we haven't even <laughs> The
3: started kids now. are
0: writing it for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <I can't> imagine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. I hope the hopefully it will be completed this year. The book. So yeah. All
0: yeah. right. And we're not to going it. to be taking over from. From Oprah or Ellen or anyone like that on our TVs?
3: Well, you never know. We'll never say never.
0: <laughs> you guys would have the best TV show, talk show ever going around.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I do know about that.
0: We'll, we'll try to get this in front of some television bigwigs and see what they say.
1: <laughs> sure. So, Kate and Mandy, we love to finish an episode by asking the question, what is living a bold life and what does it mean to you? So uh, let's go Kate first. What does living a bold life mean to you?
2: So living a bold life to me as a mother of my beautiful twins means being not afraid to be an advocate. And sometimes that's scary and sometimes I cry and sometimes I, I lose my shit. Um, but it means going back and doing it again. And, some people with disabilities and additional needs have an amazing voice for themselves and we love those Mm. people, but some children don't. Mm. So for a little while or a long while, we have to be that voice and believe it or not, it takes quite a lot of boldness. So that's Mm. absolutely what it means to me. Mm, Fantastic. And Mandy? Um, For me,
3: one of the things that I wanted to do in starting the podcast is to make sure that women, particularly mothers, did not feel alone anymore. So I want to be bold in telling the truths of how it feels um, to be raising our amazing children and for people to not feel alone. So I just want that boldness to come through. You can tell us how you're really feeling and you are not alone anymore because it's, a, it's hard to feel alone and broken on the ground mm. and crying, thinking no one knows what it's like. And so I just, I just want to be bold in telling people where we're with you. Fantastic. Well, I think
0: you're actually succeeding very well in that bit. Definitely. Oh, Kate and Mandy, so. thank you so much for joining us today on the Grow Bowl with Disability podcast brought to you by Feros Care. And our listeners can find out more about 2Ps in a podcast. Head to the girls' Facebook page. Check out their website. Actually, the Facebook page should have some new dates coming up soon when the tour resumes, I'm presuming, ladies.
3: <laughs> we hope. We hope. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we'll get you we'll out be promoting it. A- don't you worry.
0: We'll, we'll get you out the on the road. So all that information. <laughs> and thank you for having you, us on.
2: Thank you. Oh, that's yeah,
0: all right. Nice. All that thank information so today's episode. So we over. listened to you. So it was
2: nice. Yes. To, yeah. Now, next oh, time fantastic. we listen, we'll get to hear ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And as we said at the start, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this one, and you didn't disappoint. Thank you so much.
2: Aww, thank you so thank much, you
3: guys. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Grow Bold with Disability. And if you like what you heard, then please take a few moments to pop over to iTunes and give our podcast a quick rating so we can continue these conversations and encourage people to grow bold. This podcast is brought to you by Ferros Care, an NDIS partner delivering local area coordination services in Queensland, South Australia, and the Australian Capital Territory. Ferros Care is a people care organisation committed to helping people live bolder lives. We call it Growing Bold and for over 25 years Ferris has been making it real for both older Australians and those living with disability. To find out more head to ferroscare.com.au.